Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 193 of Manage the Wilds. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about the changing of the climate and how it affects big game. What's going to happen to them? I don't care about the political side. We can we can discuss that, not on the podcast, because I don't care. But uh, we can discuss that some other time. But what I want to know is, as researchers and scientists have been studying the warming of the climate and we know it's happened multiple times because there's been multiple ice ages and multiple warming periods so we know it's going to happen again just because given that history it's done it before there's a good possibility that's going to happen again what's going to happen to these animals and are they going to be able to change and adapt there's a species that possibly in my lifetime may not be able to be hunted here in Utah. Now, you could say that's hyperbole, and that's, that is a possibility that I can be making that claim. But we know moose here in Utah are at the southern extent. Their latitude is so low that it's so warm for these moose that they are, have just not adapted or evolved to be able to handle these hot temperatures. So when they come this low in latitude, it's just really difficult for them. And so Utah, being the southern extent, is one of those groups that researchers can watch to see how the changing of the climate is going to affect these animals into the future. So one of the challenges these moose face is the, the hot weather. They're just not adapted for, they're not a hot weather species. They need really cold temperatures. And the colder, the better for them oftentimes. The other thing they're really affected by is parasites. So ticks, lice, those type of things really play a big part in uh, cows and calves, especially calves. And the more those ticks are killed due to cold weather and those lice, Due to cold weather, the better off they are. So this is the southern extent. Researchers like to watch these groups just to see where they're going to move about. Are they going to move lower in latitude or are they going to start moving up? So when collars are placed on animals, people oftentimes will think, well, they just care about movement. Are they going from Utah to Idaho or are they going from one uh, mountain range to another? And in reality, there's so much more data that as we comprehend the movement and start to ask the right questions, there's so much data out there available that we can start looking at them. One of the areas that they're looking at is how the changing of the climate is going to affect these animals on the extent, the outer extent of where their home range is. So Utah being the southern extent for moose, they are the bottom that you're going to see. Now your main group is going to be higher in latitude. They're going to be north. So you're looking at these, uh, I guess I use the term fringe animals. Fringe animals are important to watch, whether they are the southern extent, northern extent, highest elevation, lowest elevation. Like you want to look at these groups that are on the outside, just barely pressing those, those boundaries, you know, testing the waters. How are they going to do? And that is where you're going to start seeing your biggest indicators of how the changing of climate is going to affect these animals. So the warmer that it gets, your collar data is going to start showing that these animals are not traveling as far south. They're not going deeper into that latitude, getting close to the equator. They're not going to go down to New Mexico and Arizona. They're just not going to. They're going to start moving north. First, they're in the middle of Utah then 
they're going to move up to that upper part of Utah, Wyoming, Colorado, and they're going to slowly start progressing more and more north. And the caller data is what's going to be important to analyze and to watch because you're going to see where the main body, the home range is. Uh, they're all north of such and such latitude. And you're going to be watching that line until that group hits that line. And then, okay, that was what we knew as their home range. And now their home range is going to start getting smaller and smaller as it goes more north into their latitude and they start to run out of ground. And that's going to be an indication that uh, the changing of the climate and those type of factors are in play that are causing them to move around that much. Researchers like to look at different things to help them understand how these populations are going to move around. And they have these different ways of looking at these e ecosystems. Oftentimes, researchers can look at an island and they can study all the animals and how high in elevation the animals are living. Are they going lower and lower where it's warmer? Are they staying higher up? It'll give them a pretty good under, uh, understanding of what these animals are doing with, the, with climate change and how things are changing. Well, they can also do that with mountains. There's going to be different levels that animals are going to be comfortable with as far as heat. When it gets deep into the summer, they're going to go higher. When it gets into the winter, they're going to go lower. And they're going to start watching the extents. Are they going to go to the very tops of these peaks? Or are they going to be a little bit lower? And then in the winter time, are they going to drop all the way to the bottom? And then you'll start looking at where these animals are fitting with on the mountain and within these islands. And it'll give them a pretty good understanding. And you're not going to see big numbers. Uh, you're not going to see... Within islands and mountains, you're not going to see numbers like, oh, it's, it's dropping 3,000 feet less than it did last year. Obviously, you're not going to see that. It'll, it'll be like 50, 60 feet. And it'll be so small and so incremental that it'll be difficult to see. But over 5 years, 10 years, 20 years of data, you're going to start to see, hey, we monitored these guys and they were at this elevation. We're monitoring them now and this is where they're at. And you're looking at those fringes because they will give you a very good indicator of how well these animals are dealing with climate change. So uh, in, within my kids' lifetime or my grandkids, are there going to be animals that used to be here in Utah that because how warm it is, they're no longer here? That's a good possibility. I mean, there's animals that are dying off, dying off constantly. Uh, just due to uh, disease or other predators, cats, whatever. There's birds that are constantly being killed that uh, we'll never be able to get back. And so there is a possibility that things like moose will no longer be here in Utah. And all the points and tags that everybody's saving up for, they're no longer going to be able to hunt them here in Utah because we can't keep that population where we want them. Uh, then you're going to start seeing the effects of elk and deer. Are, th are there going to be some effects there? Of course there is. And as we take away more of their habitat due to building and different things, then that's also going to play a part into how well these animals are going to tolerate living here in the future. All right, guys, that's all I got for today. Have a great day. Stay wild.